Oh, we got a nice fire pit going here. Okay, let's go. All right, hello everybody. It's Matt, Felix, and Will here coming to you from the, the very end of our California, our California Dreamin'. And we're coming to you at the very end of the American continent. That's right. We are here at the Pacific Ocean. Where Chilling. America came into awareness of its mortality. When the wave finally broke and rolled back. The terminator of the American consciousness, the Pacific Ocean, and California, and all it represents. For people who aren't aware of it, uh, California is like New York on crack. <laughs> I think it's like New York on weed. Yeah, like exactly. Sort of chilled out attitude. Yeah, New York there. is New York on crack. No, it's more, I would, it's sort of like the six on, on chopped cheese <laughs> oxide. <laughs> you know you got yeah, you know you got to go to Hawk. You dude, I I I got to say, like as now a lifetime New Yorker for the past 6 years, um this place has a lot going for it, but it doesn't have Hawk. If I can't go to Hawk, I might as well fucking kill myself. I'm so ready to go back to New York City and just get a get a hot chopped cheese for yes. when I get Oh, back you got to get one of those piping uh, hot off the fryer. Just I had right a few in my you. coat. Yeah. <laughs> me over here. I have actually never had a chopped cheese. Never had a chopped cheese I did either. One. I did once. They chopped up the Which cheeseburger. Just, uh, That's you, all they did. Do you want to hear how I ordered it? How'd you order it? Yo, Ock, you already know the vibes. What's good? <laughs> Yo, let me get a chopped cheese. Extra man. <laughs> you already know the vibes. Ha ha. Hook it up, though, Ock. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who's Ock? Dr. Ock? Every uh, bodega, Ock. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I just like heard people say it. It was like, <laughs> is there just a lot of guys named Ock? Or... <laughs> I mean, because it, it could be short. It could be someone abbreviating Ahmed. Or it's just like, that's like an honor. Are you doing bodies and spaces right now, Felix? No, no. Is this a slur that you learned? I don't think it's a slur because it was like guys who are on good terms with him. Were okay. Like, and they, it was like people of several different races. Okay. So yeah, maybe it's just short for Ahmed. I don't know. Um, but I like to think that like just misinterpreting it and being like, that's the guy who works at Bodega. That's his title. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Ock. Well, it's the, uh, it's the end of our trip to California. Um, I don't know. Uh, just really not looking forward to going back to New York, um, the formerly the number one best city in the world, but uh, falling in the rankings. I, yeah. I actually am so excited to go back. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, because like, you can walk to your gym. That's the only important thing about living anywhere. <laughs> I had to like, I had to like go two miles to the gym here, like a fucking someone who lives in Lithuania or something. <laughs> it fucking sucked. I didn't do any. Nothing else was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a good time here. I actually did have a really good time here. No, it's really been great. And uh, shout out to everyone who uh, we got to spend some time with here in California. Uh, but I think I just to kick things off today, though. I think like the most important thing we need to talk about is uh, Felix said. Felix had an experience today, or a number a number of experiences really that I yeah, think Bear so, is discussing on the show. So this morning, when Will woke up, he saw an unexpected sight. I was stuck in the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> and you already know how you have to get me out. <laughs> Ox style. <laughs> um, no, I, I um, courtesy of a friend of the show and friend of all shows and all connections, all things, Jack Wagner, I was able to meet monkeys today. You met and, monkeys. And, and, yeah, and, you had and a other final, primates. Yeah, yes. A head-to-head summit between you and the monkey nation. They were really fucking cool. They were Let's go to the tail of the tape here. Let's like walk us through your animal encounters uh, th- this morning because you you had, you had a bunch of them, and you sort of communed with with a couple different different souls today. Yeah. So this is it's like a uh, 
it's a rescue place that's sort of like they're being zoned out of it. They have to move like four miles, like sort of outside of LA County because of some one of those zoning things that I don't understand. But basically, they're a rescue sanctuary for like animals who are actors or like exotic pets that shouldn't have been kept as pets who like maybe they have me- medical problems or maybe they just like they can't be released back in the wild. They can't just like be. You can, it's impossible for them to be like be a capuchin again or for them to be like a serval again or for them to be a kangaroo in some cases again and for some animals there it's like you know someone just saw a called animal control about a wolf that came in the backyard and these people are like we can take care of it and they do they do a fucking great job here it's called uh animal animal tracks inc uh and they actually do need money for the move but it is a, it's a fucking awesome place it's really fucking sweet and yeah i got to all types of favorites were there yeah there was scum, so, there, there let's, were, go down, let's go down like the top five here i don't think i can okay, like, we'll, pick we'll, favorites we'll, but we'll like have to rank them but like let's just let's just, just go let's go through let's go through the my best personal interaction was with the capuchin who like he like crawled on my shoulder and then he like tried to take my watch off not to steal it he was just interested in how it worked and he wanted a likely to, story no he's not a thief mm. he's not a thief he was just, no, he was like, oh, how does that work? They're curious. And they're our cousins. So, like, you know, I would let him and borrow I also it. took your hat off. I saw a picture yeah, of you taking your Zapata oil hat. He took my Zapata oil hat off, and then, like, he, like, rubbed my hair for a little bit and then let me put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> he was so sweet. And, like, another monkey, um, there were, the first thing we saw was a macaque and a baboon who are friends. And we didn't play with oh, them. Because lovely. They're, like, those are two, like, the monkeys that we like were able to interact with, they're they were like more okay around people, but the macaque and the baboon are like they're really good at the people who work there and volunteer there. But it's like you don't want to just have an untrained person there. You shouldn't like in the cage with them or in not in the cage, but in their sanctuary. And but we did get to see them, and there's a cool story that the baboon really wanted to be a mother and couldn't, but they introduced the baby macaque into her environment and she just treats it she like adopted it's her, the, yeah the, the, the m- m- macaque macaque yeah it's so sweet it's so sweet and he like so like the baby macaque was like kind of annoying i guess he would like fuck with other other monkeys there and the baboon like basically taught him how to grow up oh, that's, it's so, that's very special yeah um no it's such a fucking cool place i there are like more classic animals you'll see like you know there's skunks and there is like an armadillo and it's like you really see that every animal has swag. Like when the armadillo saw us walking by, it started like, it started like getting up on its hind legs a little bit. Like started did it, like did it curling a ball at all. No, no. He but he like he did like want to make an impression, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I got to give him a tight five. Well, these, these, <laughs> these are former showbiz animals. Yeah, you know? yeah you're all right. right. I'm gonna give him by clean five minutes. The one I did on Leno. They have a lemur there that like I guess someone like fucked up, like someone just through neglect, but they're. He's sort of, I don't want to say palliative care because it's not towards the end of his lifespan, but it's like he sort of has had a paralysis and they're, they're treating him for that. Like, they're amazing. There. Wait, didn't you say they were giving him CBD for that? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you can give CBD to animals. It's natural. It's from the earth. It is from the earth. But, like, no, it was an amazing place. It was, like, one of the best days of my life, honestly. No, I mean, like, like meeting the monkeys was, it just, I don't know. But not just the monkeys. Like, obviously, the monkeys are amazing, and they are our cousins, and everyone knows my my thoughts about primates, how they they represent fragments of humanity individually. Yes. But, what does the, uh, uh, the capuchin monkey represent? 
mischief. <laughs> Good-hearted mischief. Yeah, but like trying to get one over on you, but just like as a game. You know, what was unexpectedly cool though. I mean, of course, it's cool because they're cool animals, but wolves. Yeah, you had some wolf encounters as well. So we they they have a hybrid there who's like I guess his mom was a wolf and his dad was a dog, which is like if the dog does it, like he really pulled what one. What is this? What is this? The the Will Meneker story? <laughs> Woo! She uh, so he's like one hundred and fifty pounds. Like he's fucking massive. Well, you said, like you said like an uh, interesting animal fact that these hybrid species lose the size regulator in their gene code or something. A so, lot of them do. So like yeah. a liger, for instance, is bigger than a lion or a tiger. They're like absurdly large. But yeah, they can't reproduce. Yeah. So like this wolf dog type thing. It's like you know, a wolf really doesn't get bigger than like wood, like a hundred ten, hundred twenty pounds. It's just impractical for all the distance they have to cover. But this dude is a fucking tank. But he was. He wasn't like, it's not like a Labrador where like, you know how a Labrador runs up and rubs alongside you and like demands your attention. This guy was like cool, but he was happy to see you. He would just go up to you and he would like, he bumped his nose into my pocket. Not to try to take my vape like the Capuchin did try to do, but to just like see what was up with me. But then, yeah, he just walked around, did his own thing. And me and Jack talked about this, how there was a real feeling of calm around the wolves because... I mean, the monkeys are our cousins, but the wolves, we've been working with them for like a million years. Yeah, they're our partners. Yeah. And it was it was very sick. I mean, it's like the monkeys are like the cousins that you see like a couple times a year at big holidays. But the, the wolves, they're like your coworker. Yeah. You, see, you have to see them every day. Yeah. But it was, I don't, there was an understood thing between us. But it was, you know, if, any, the alpha. if anyone can do something like that, like go to like a sanctuary where you know that they're. You know, this place is totally fucking legit, like, does great by the animals they have there, and the, everyone there, like, genuinely really cares about the welfare and the enrichment of the animals, and you're able to go and just check things out. Like, it's fucking awesome, and support any place like that, and especially this place. And well, me and Jack were talking about doing, like, a fundraiser uh, on Twitch because this place needs to cover moving costs, and it's such an amazing place. I mean... You know, showbiz has historically been awful to animals, and it's nice that someone's looking after them. Not much better to people, that's for sure. Yeah. The only big difference between child actors and animal actors is the animal actors rarely go on to hold up convenience stores. Well, th I learned something. This is an interesting thing I learned. I, like, asked, like, half-jokingly, like, because there was an animal, there was a monkey who was in a... Uh, I, I, I forgot which movie it was, but it was, like, a pretty big movie, like a Disney movie. And I said, well, like, can you get residuals for a monkey? <laughs> and it's like, apparently not, because the animal trainers joined the transportation union because they wanted to transport their own animals, obviously. And, like, they should. They know everything about it. But that kept them from being part of SAG, where they would get residuals, which right. sucks. So, like, yeah, like, if they wanted residuals, they would have had to, like, bring a bear to set, like, in their car, <laughs> yeah. just in the back seat. yeah. Just be like, hey, we're ready to go. Hey, oh, don't know to stay away from the craft service table. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, they, they should, though. Like, they should, like, okay, if you're just going to put an animal in a fucking movie and the movie makes, like, a billion dollars worldwide, but then the animal is, like, fucked up from being, like, ridden that hard on set, it's like... Yeah, from being being tortured by Ronald Reagan every yeah. day on the set of Bedtime for Bonzo. Bonzo! Don't scold him. He didn't mean it. Well, that's beside the point. Aggressiveness like that could become an aberration. You have to, like, pay for that chimp cbd like please <laughs> like, drop in the bucket for hollywood i want to tell you what ronnie did to that poor bozo 
<laughs> well, that bozo was on the shitty Bonzo. Media. <laughs> His name was Bonzo. 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 All right. But no, it was that was an, it was an amazing experience. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you about one more of the animals, and I know you saw uh, a serval cat. Yeah. Um, I, well, think, yeah. I think I'm buying one now. <laughs> it's just, illegal. I'm, it's I'm illegal. just kidding, everyone. You can't do it in New York. I know. Can you do it in California, though? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, you should. Honestly, you like shouldn't. Because no, like, of course not. It's like, of course you shouldn't have it. You should only, it's a wild animal. If you're these people and you like know everything about them, but what if you're like me and you just felt a genuine connection to it? <laughs> <laughs> I did. He was. He reminded me of Ernest. Do you think like they they, they shared like some sort of universal Jungian uh, cat consciousness? Mm. Are there aspects of Ernest um, in in because like I often like I often imagine Marty as some sort of like immortal being or or energy like a sphinx-like presence that is passed throughout the ages that makes sense with cats like they're just like i mean they do you know they are you know portals to the world of the dead yeah there are like 30 different types of cats and they're all just cycling and when your cat's <laughs> sleeping he's being a cat somewhere in like turkey <laughs> it's like, i have my shift in izmir <laughs> i would love that i would love that that's true because that's the thing Cats, what do they do most of the day? They're, they're sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. No, they're, they're not. They're actually projecting into other, projecting actually to projecting. other bodies. They're sharing yeah. the, 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 the universal cat being. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's a hive mind of just shared consciousness. I have to go to that cat behaviorologist because my cat keeps committing quantum suicide. <laughs> 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 but there, there was also a bangle, and it was called the bangle. A bangle tiger? No, no, a bangle like cat. Oh, a bangle cat. Yeah. What is a bangle cat? It's weird. It's like... It's one of those, you know, like a pal- uh, palace cat? Or, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They have one of those at the Prospect Park Zoo. I love them. They're great. They're, they're really I, cool. I fucking love them. But, you know. Like, it's just funny because they, like, they're wild. They, they look like house cats. It's, well, really, it's really funny. Well, that's exactly They it. look like a weirder, kind of fatter version of a that's house exactly cat. That's exactly it. You, like, look at him from a distance. You're like, is that just a normal cat in there? <laughs> yeah. But then you need to get a closer look, and it's like, oh, it's like, it's hair. They look kind of they look kind of derpy. Like, yeah. they, they look kind of yeah. like flat faces. They're kind of they're mad funny looking. I love palace cats. They're great, like, though. They're really cool. It's like one of those types of cats where it's like the closer you look at it, you're like, Oh, its claws are a little longer. It's a little like beefier than most cats. Yeah, it's stocky. Yeah, but they, yeah, it was one of those, and they like lived together and seemed to get along pretty well. That's fantastic. And then finally, uh, there were some some kangaroos and wallabies as well. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. The kangaroos and wallabies lived together, which was sick. Like apparently, the kangaroo came from, and I'm not withholding this. I don't know. They wouldn't tell me. Believe <laughs> me, I asked. There was a famous person who, like, illegally obviously had one, and th- these people thankfully ended up taking care of it. But I don't know. I'm trying to. It would be funny if it was someone on, like, it was Noah Baumbach. <laughs> <laughs> like an exotic pet, like like El Chapo or something. <laughs> it was Wes Anderson. Yeah, Noah Baumbach. Like he's doing an interview, and he's like, "I just really think the most interesting part of the story is how people feel, or whatever." <laughs> and then it's like he gets off, and he's just like he's James Franco in Spring Breakers. <laughs> <laughs> he just like rips the collared shirt off, and he's wearing like a fucking Rashid Wallace jersey and like <laughs> chains, he and he's got some fronts, and then hops in a fucking uh, kangaroo pouch, and he's like, "Let's ride." Yo, I'm a bitch. Rex movies. <laughs> He's got a she tiger all... shark in a jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just every you pull down like an NYU Tisch school degree, and behind it, there's just like gold plated AKs and shit. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank God, I'm done with that fucking bitch ass interview. <laughs> He's in his heart of hearts. That's who he is. I got gold bullets, motherfucking vampires. I got Scarface. 
on repeat. Best movie. Scarface on repeat. Constant, y'all. Uh, well, I mean, as long as we're talking about um, animals and animal facts in the animal kingdom, I mean, uh, this is a segue into a question I've been pondering this week. Because, like, you know, this is, our, this is our first trip after fucking being inside all fucking year, blah, blah, blah. You, you know the drill here. We've, we've heard it a billion times before. But, you know, New York, L.A., America is, you know, it's, it's thawing out. But... With the thaw out, I feel it's sort of like those like, ancient bacteria that's in the fucking permafrost. Absolutely. Is just like as the fucking glaciers melt, they enter the atmosphere again and like T Rex like, gonorrhea is gonna be bukkakied all over us. Well, I mean I mean in sort of like a like a an, an emotional psychological sense that like people yep. have been in sort of uh in stasis for a year. And now that things are beginning to open up again and like people's social lives are returning and a sense of kind of like public being and behavior is coming back to us. I strongly feel that, like, I, I have this strong sense that much of us have gone feral. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. buck wild. It's just, it's, this. I feel like this summer is going to be so fucking crazy, and I just feel it's just like, I swear to God, like, this week, it felt like, like, freshman year in college. Like, nobody knows how to drink anymore. Yeah. Nobody knows how to act anymore. No one knows how to have fun anymore. Like, even just on the flight over here, I saw a thing today that two airlines have just recently banned all alcohol on, they're not even <laughs> serving drinks on planes anymore, which is like, you know, a lot of people, like, rely on that. They're like, oh, give me a scotch or whatever. They think it's, like, one of the only, you know, decent parts of air travel. But, like, and I'm sure they make a lot of money doing it Yeah, they it do. Now. Uh, um, word, to, word to the wise, they have an outlawed mouthwash on planes. <laughs> But no, like people are going insane. Like I, there, there's a woman on the flight out here who was just like didn't know how to act. She had like was trying to like as the plane was still being boarded, she was trying to come from the back of the plane to the front of it as there was a line of people getting onto the plane. And apparently, there's been like tons of fistfights on airplanes, and and yeah, they're banning alcohol as a thing. And then now like the bars are opening up and shit. I don't know. I mean, unless you've been like steady drinking this entire year, chances are your tolerance has gone to shit. And like I said, yeah, I, there, it's just a sense that like, yeah, like nobody quite knows how to act anymore. We've, we've, we've lost, we need to sort of like uh, rebuild our, our social muscles. But the way that's manifesting itself in our current American society is a little frightening because like one of my biggest fears about, you know, COVID and a year of quarantine is that like it has like just turbocharged our like everyone's individual paranoia about everyone else. Oh yeah, about like other people, like as a thing. No, we have all we have all had all of those those cultural divides reinforced. Now everybody is a representative of a side that wants the death of the republic. That it's the 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 social stakes are so high. Yeah, no trust at all. Uh, and so you got a bunch of people who are wildly paranoid, all coming back into public to interact with each other out of a shared desire to like hedonistically indulge that's going to require them to confront people who they've never trusted less. That is a recipe, my friends, for uh, fireworks. Okay, so if you are in a situation where you're in public and you think you might get into like a biting war with someone, <laughs> um, here's something you can use to sort of break the ice and maybe pe make people remember their humanity. Okay. Oh, both sides want the death of the Republic? You know, sometimes I'm not sure if I'm watching C-SPAN or Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and I well, think someone's going to hear that and remember, you know, their childhood, Dave Barry, stuff like that, Doonesbury, <laughs> all the classics, and they will retract their teeth. Their, <laughs> their uh, canine teeth will shoot back into their mouths. Well, just like anecdotally, like... Uh, two two incidents stick out in my mind just in this past week. You know, going going out and like going to bars and having fun in Los Angeles. Uh, one night, 
Uh, we were just we were just at this bar, regular like n- nice bar, like nice outdoor area, like cozy interior, um, but very small bathrooms. And like in the in the ladies' room, uh, only one only one toilet. And uh, Catherine goes in there and opens the door to the stall, and there is a uh, woman um, passed out on the toilet, like with her pants down. Oh boy! And it took it took some negotiation to get them out of the bathroom. And then the other night when we all went out for um, Korean barbecue, uh, like a- after 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 our meal, uh, you know, I I get up to go to the bathroom and then, like I go in the bathroom and I, s- I swear to God I had an encounter with like a real life E one character. Yeah, I get in there. It's like it's 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 three urinals against the wall and there's two guys like the, the peeing next to each other and then like the one who is in the middle like closest to the the open urinal that I was about to um, occupy was standing so far back from the urinal that I could see his dick in his hand. And like, no, I wasn't looking. I mean, I suppose I, I suppose I, I caught a glance of it, but he was just, just, just pissing, like just, just openly dick in hand. And uh, he goes to his friend. He's like, yo, I'm drunk as a motherfucker. And this goes, yeah, that's cause you a bitch. And like, you know, I'm just like, uh, sir, could you please check your, please wear a mask, sir. Yeah. <laughs> sir, your mask is uh, below your nose. Uh, no, so like you know, I I I I I do my I do my business at the urinal, and then I go to wash my hands, and then the guy who was like pissing out back from the stall is just sort of like 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 hanging out in the bathroom and just looking at me, and he's going, "Yo, what's the move for tonight?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm going home, sir. Leave me alone. That's what's awesome about it. Was it. Just like, yo, you feeling good, man? And like. I suppose it's sort of like a positive in one sense because like people are so happy to just be out again and just being stupid to other people, <laughs> you know. But like I said, I, it's a, it's this very much freshman year at college vibes, but in a country that's like been driving itself insane for like the last year. And another manifestation of this Matt, we were talking about like out here in California. Was it like the other week there was like a wildfire in in where in like Pasadena or something in, pa- in the Pacific Palisades? In the Palisades, and um, the the Citizen app now, which has become like outsourced law enforcement, like has they put out some alert about like some random person who they said was responsible for this fire, and then deputized all of their like ultra paranoid like white urban dweller fucking like app users to like find and hunt this guy down like, yeah no evidence whatsoever what's that the they were... worst thing that could happen <laughs> i was i was thinking about your guy in the bathroom and uh it brought me to a broader point of something i do like about california and it's that um you did that type of guy how best to describe him non-offensively white guy wearing huge unc powder blue shorts most of his time Everyone knows what I mean. Polo shirt. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a white guy who wears like you know South Pole in like twenty twenty one. You know, and it's like you see that guy if you live in like I guess you know Fort Wayne, Indiana, or like Nebraska, but you don't see that guy in like New York, really. Or no, like Chicago. Like that guy died out. Yeah, like eight years ago, and it's the same with like sort of Mythbusters girl. Like you know, like a, a bre- oh, we had we had a MythBusters sort of waitress the other yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, but they're in L.A. They're in L.A. because if you're like that, like if you're like a white guy who's like wearing huge shorts and like just talks to strangers like that, or like you're sort of like a MythBusters MythBustery like you know blustery uh like burlesque show fucking uh cards against humanity gal <laughs> it's like you're from nebraska or somewhere and people were like you're the coolest person in this town like you have to go to la like you have to make it and it's like that they all come here but and the, la is dark souls because la is where people go to get hollowed 
like people go out here to do something, whether it is show business or something that's sort of adjacent to show business. It's like, oh, I'm like, um, I'm the best uh, fucking sign spinner in Delaware. <laughs> go to L.A. to sign spin for Hollywood movies. And then you get out here and obviously it's the most low percentage industry on earth. You don't make it. And you keep dying every day pretty much <laughs> over and over again until you're completely fucking insane. And you like you just go up to strangers and it's like, yeah, you would be perfect for my movie. It's about a cop who's arresting himself because he has split personality disorder. I'm directing it now on my phone. You have to come. I'm kidnapping you. It's like there's so many people just go fucking nuts out here. Like, I guess New York has just like a baseline of like constant mental illness but it's just like neuroses usually in LA like just anyone you meet could just be totally insane because they have been hollowed by the process of being out here I'm, I'm, I'm loving every moment of it I love being hollowed out yeah I'm no cord like a fucking uh, Fuji apple it's great well uh, you know the adherence of the church of the church in Londor in Dark Souls 3 believes that hollow is the true state of humanity see there you go yeah and maybe they're right that is the darkness within us, is is what governs L.A. Yeah, I've been a little too full lately. I think it's time to get just a little bit hollow. Yeah, um, but no, I was just like the not the uh, the Citizen app thing where like they just you know had this vigilante campaign to find this fucking guy. Yeah, who, uh, supposedly started this forest fire, but like then like the other week they they turned out like this thing about that their citizen is considering launching their own private police force. Yeah, because so, like, the original concept was. If somebody sees a crime, then you could like crowdsource a response. But the real long-term goal was to give people a, a subscription service where if they saw a crime or were having a one committed against them, they could call a privatized police force that would come Im immediately. And that's kind of what they've been trying to set up with uh, the the app that they've created and the culture around snitching that they're trying to encourage because they want to update people all the time about dangers in the area to get them well, it's paranoid. Like, it's, like, it's like that and next door. Yeah. It's just like, like this, 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 this highly like, like under siege mentality of the, these urban dwellers yes. who view the entire, like, you know, uh, the, the, the city tab, the city campus, like every other person who's like not known to them is, is a threat mm -hmm. and the threat to be cataloged and sort of, uh, surveilled neutralized. and neutralized. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny, like the, the, the citizen app, private police for us, I mean, I think this goes to shows like this is what is going to happen with law enforcement in this country, whether oh, yeah. you defund the police or not. No, no, that's the thing. Like, you, you could be totally have a totally funded police department, nope. like generously funded, yep, and absolutely. like they will find a way to fucking like to create like these boutique yep. sort of subscription based like civil service. There's like, nothing like, in the way service. of them doing it. Therefore, they're going to do it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're, yeah, they're going to do yeah, it no matter what. Is. Like, yeah. This is sort of another way of saying, like, um, with the, with the summer of people being feral, is also coincided with you know a, a steady uptick in, in violent crime across the board mm -hmm. in America. Now, when I say this, like, it should be understood that this uptick in violent crime is coming from a place of a near historical low, right? So, like, I mean, there there is this this narrative about like a, a there is a panic about a ri rise in violent crime, particularly in violent crime among, like, you know, already, like, underserved poor neighborhoods. But, you know, I don't want to make it seem like there's a panic, but, you know, if more people are getting murdered, it's certainly a, you know, it's, it's not anything to sneeze at or whatever. I just think that, like, this in conjunction with everyone coming out of fucking hibernation and the knock-on effect of, like, the 
absolutely like exponentially like ratcheted up paranoia that uh, particularly like voting people in this country have towards everyone else is going to make for like some kind of I don't know heady, heady reactionary backlash that I'm I'm sure is going to be parlayed into some awful Republican resurgence in the the midterms or the next presidential election or whatever because it's just this is this is what people feel now yeah whether it's whether it's like actually like an accurate representation of like there's some sort of like dramatically like rise in anarchy or, or social decay or whatever is sort of beside the point yeah i mean it is what people feel and like there's like i don't think it's the majority of people but there's certainly like a large enough contingent of people that like think defunding the police actually happened yeah and they're like oh, yeah. They're, they're, yeah and they're like well look what you got and it's like budgets went up for most people <laughs> yeah no like, like they, 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 they gave the, the police, no, the police more money suck. yeah because yeah. this is all narrative i mean the crime raise is also mostly narrative i mean you do have more murders in certain places but like it, it is a statistical fluctuation in some respects oh no like uh, but like uh not not only do like do people think that like police departments across the country have been defunded but like if you follow people who uh you know, uh, share stories of their relatives on Facebook or in real life. If, if you live in a city, there's a good chance that, like, you have uh, aunts and uncles who believe that your city has already been, like, destroyed yes. by riots. Yes. Like, that it is burned, like, that all of New York City or Portland or Los Angeles was, like, last summer raised, like, Sherman marching to the sea. By by Antifa or yeah. fucking Black Lives Matter yeah. or whatever, or then the cops are now just like you know not even going to work or whatever. Yeah, because it's all a media narrative. Like the the crime raise, no matter how real it is, it's being experienced by most of these people, the voting people, vicariously. It's not in their communities, not really. I mean, uh, and especially the ones in the suburbs. The whether or not the police have been defunded or not, you don't know. You're only experiencing it as it was narrated. And crime rates you aren't experiencing only in any way other than is narrated. And it's being narrated as police uh, funding went down and crime went up. And so you're going to be dealing with that reality no matter what actually happens. Yeah, and that, and that is going to be the narrative that, like, you know, every right-wing politician is going to fucking ram to the hilt to scared suburban voters for the next two, three, four years. Right. Um, like, see, so like, uh, Bill Bratton was interviewed by Maureen Dowd in the New York Times yeah. today. And she just gave him, like, she just let him like say whatever he wanted. And he's like, "Well, they got what they wanted. They, they defunded the police department. And now cops don't want to go to work or do their job." Yeah, and it's like, "Thanks, Bill." Yeah, like, uh, fuck, what a what a fucking asshole. And I mean, like, the counterexample to this is the election that Krasner just won in Philadelphia. Because like leading up to that, there was this whole spate of articles being like, "Oh, like you know, like uh, uh, the, the the limits of Krasner's like soft on crime approach is running headlong into like, you know, uh, down economy and rising crime. And like, are you know, are these voters going to reject? Like it was just seemed like they were all these articles are sort of making it seem like it was a fait accompli that Krasner was going to be voted out. Because yeah. like the people who, who you know, the, the, in, in these poor communities or working yeah. class communities would be like so turned off by the rising crime. And like that, not only did that not happen, but I think he won by like about three to one. Yeah. And with votes from most of these, like the communities that these people are supposed well, to be concerned about. Well, that's because these are people who are experiencing it as it really is. Both ends of it. Not just the end where they get to root for people to go to jail. Exactly. They're experiencing being have, heavily policed yeah. and experiencing uh, the crime that usually yeah, exactly. is associated with like over-militarized policing. Whereas a lot of the people we talk about in the political sphere only experience it vicariously. Yeah. From the what they see on TV. Yeah. But the, the Democrats very well could get owned by this if they do what they're probably going to do, which is... Uh, fuck up the rest of their time with any power 
don't pass anything else uh, and allow the only ar- debate to be that because everything's going to be getting worse and, and there'll and, be no uh, and invariably yeah, they'll, no run, to, they'll run to the right better. on the on the on the crime issue which they, I mean they already have um, uh, yeah I, I could see Democrats like the classic Democrat fuck up where they're like oh we're actually increasing funding to the police <laughs> and it's so it's like. They're implicitly admitting there is a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Or they, and then they can be accused of flip-flopping. We're <laughs> yeah. just like, well, last year you wanted to take away their money. Yeah. Now you want to give them more? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think if they have a really bad midterm and 2024, a lot of that's going to be like kind of dropping the ball on, on voting rights stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, like, actually, I was, I was thinking about this the other day because, like, I remember, like, a last episode or two episodes, whenever we talk about, like, the Capitol riot, there's always a couple of people who are just like, why don't you take this more seriously? Because was- I was there and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a coup attempt. Like, or this is a rehearsal for, uh, this is a rehearsal or a message to like every Republican politician that like they, you know, sh- should not even dare to respect the results of any election in which they don't win. Yes. To so the county officials, the, the state and county officials should just simply refuse to certify Push any election as far as you can. that they don't win. And Push like, until I, you hit full resistance. They already have, did that. I, I have ab- <laughs> but I have absolutely no doubt that like that is what they are d- going to do and do more and more frequently and openly. And I have no doubt that like the, the Capitol riot was a connection to that. But here's the thing: don't get mad at me. Get mad at the fucking Democrats because if they took this as seriously as you claim to believe, then like why are they trying to work with the Republicans to have a commission on this? Do you know how many fucking hearings the Republicans had about Benghazi without the Democrats like signing on to that? Like why? It's like why? Why aren't they do? Like why are the people that you trust with with to like protect you from this like you know uh, vicious right wing uh, demagogic anti democratic political movement? Why don't they see it the same way you do? Because I mean, like, look, I, I thought the Capitol riot was like you know a, a joke. I mean, if anything, was, I agreed it was like, with it. <laughs> it, was a, it was hilarious because I mean, like, they didn't. It was a spectacular failure, yeah. right? But like, but but they did a good job. <laughs> but what I mean is like on th- things like voting rights. On things like, how about just like have a commission on what happened and to like, you know, like stick it to these assholes the way they did to you and Benghazi or whatever. They simply won't do it. Well, they've got bigger, they got more important things to hold on to. You can't uh, fuck with the filibuster. You can't, you cannot make it more likely that pressure can push the Democrats in a direction that they don't want to go. They've got a heavy lid on the top of this thing. They're doing this big progressive push, which is supposed to be made by the new FBR, but it's entirely premised on finding the least amount that they can give to kickstart the economy. And it's going to come down. Whether they get waxed in 2020 is going to come down more than anything to whether it works, whether it's able to, in its you know pittance, do enough to uh, you know kickstart something with all that pent-up demand from the quarantine, and you get like a little, a little economic boost. And then if that happens, maybe they'll win the midterms or at least stanch the bleeding. But otherwise, they're going to get creamed. If it, if it keeps limping along, they're going to get fucking I, creamed. I mean, I think they might, as bad as the midterms could be, and I think it's still difficult calling it now. Like, Yeah, you got to know again, more about the economic macro. Right, I don't know right, that. right. I do, and this is even more difficult to call, but it is hard for me to picture too many people who would like give Biden a ton of trouble unless he really fucks up. Uh, if, if they choose to run Biden again, which 
I currently have no reason to believe that they won't. No, do that. it's Why working. They? Why it's would working. you? Why, if you ran Kamala, President just, Grandpa is he's, it's testing through the roof with all the key demos. Yeah, yeah. 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 President Grandpa's owning, and Kamala's still underwater. <laughs> what does that yeah, tell you? Yeah, yeah. President tell Grandpa's you? the biggest hit this network's ever had. Yeah. What is the thing he said the other day about uh, like chocolate, chocolate chip? <laughs> no, no, the, the girl he was oh like, oh my she's god, that was so she's fucking like that was bone chilling. What are you doing? I'm especially honored to share the stage with Brittany. And Jordan and Nathan and Margaret Catherine. I, uh, I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what, I look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in her legs. Yeah, what the fuck? It's Joseph. It's, it's Robinette it's, Biden. What are you doing? It's so funny because Kamala is trying so fucking hard. She's trying so fucking hard oh, to God, like become so a thing. So and she's like going in every fucking direction, trying to appeal to everyone. No one's really into nope. it. But then Biden goes out there and he's like, I like kissing kindergartners on the lips because their lips are soft. And like 60% of people are like, yes, we love him. His approval rating is like, what, 59, like 60, 60 or something like that? I think it's in the low 60s. Every day, every single day when they even allow him to like come out in front of a green screen, he's like, <laughs> just like... You, when they made Filipinos, they really, oh, man. They broke the mold. It, they broke the mold. And I love what they did there. And and crucially, like, the demographic that Biden struggled with the most in 2020 that augured the worst for the future of the Democrats was with Hispanics. His high approval ratings include a huge jump in support among Hispanics. So he's got them right now. Will he be able to hold on to them? My guess, no. Well, the, <laughs> Biden is like reverse they live, where it's like <laughs> we don't have the glasses, so like we see what he's actually saying. What he's actually saying is like, you know, uh, uh, I'd love to go to Sally Hawkins with your seven-year-old. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just weird shit. But what people are, people are hearing, like they, I don't know, like fluoride gives you the... the like takes away the glasses or something and they're hearing like the most beautiful speeches ever so when you know we hear a biden speech where he goes president trump and we're like what the fuck like people are hearing like jed bartlett maybe. I, I think it's because like we've had like we're at our age like the fluoride in our body and bloodstreams is not built up to the level that like boomers have yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. so they get they're they're on the biden wavelength yeah that must so, like, be they, 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 they they like they experience and feel him in a way that is Totally unique to the way we do. Like they don't, th they don't know that he's had hair plugs for the last thirty <laughs> years. They think he just has a big, beautiful, wafting chestnut mane. They like if you like brush your teeth with a lead toothbrush, <laughs> like your entire childhood. There's something about like the timber of Biden's voice and like the insane content of America. what he says, where you're like, this is this is the best president like ever in human. This is the best world leader in human history, and he's just like. They'll like ask him a question, like, "Are you going to still sell weapons to Israel?" And he's like, "Chocolate, chocolate chip." <laughs> like, I came here to get ice cream. Yeah. Get in front of the car. And <laughs> yeah. I'll run your fucking well, ass over. Yeah. That's a perfect example of that. That's a perfect example of that because, like, I remember, like, like, like when Trump was president and like the absolute open contempt he had for the press corps. Like, it drove them crazy. One of his best features. Yeah, no, but like, but these. 
Biden and like all his people have the exact same content. Absolutely. And in fact, like, but the press with Biden, they like it when he makes a joke they about hitting it. someone with a car who's asking him a question about selling weapons to a fucking like ongoing war crime state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's just like, why just step for the car? I'll run, run you over, Mac. And they're just like, oh, that Biden. And we, just, like, we love cheering. his witty rapport with us. Mr. President, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive No, you can't. Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> <laughs> Every headline about Biden in like the New York Times or any like, you know, avowedly like non partial news source is like Biden stuns nation with beautiful speech. <laughs> and the speech is like, you know, I remember when you could put a hand behind a girl's skirt when you were in line behind her. You can't do that anymore. And gay guys, they used to shave one part of their eyebrows so you knew that you could take them behind a set of bushes and do what you had to do. Used to be all used to be all Tom of Finland and wearing a leather outfit and you would they would put a nose ring on so you could grab him by it. And who knows where you're gonna bring his head down. And they're like, yeah, um, the most people ever cried uh, hearing that speech. But you know, like, uh, like the, the question that the, that he said about I'll, I'll hit you with my car is like, the funny thing is like most of the press corps wants to run over someone with a car if they ask the same question because they're just like, that's not fair. Yeah. yeah don't yeah. ask that question. Yeah. Don't, don't ask why we're selling fucking, <laughs> yeah. fucking billion dollars worth of weapons to it. Jake Tapper is just like quote tweeting like random people, like just a random like guy in like San Diego who's Palestinian being like, this guy's anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It's like insane. It's fucking insane. But that's that's the non-partial American press. Um, as long as you're talking about that, I mean, I know I like, uh, last week everyone had a lot of fun with uh, with the Eve Fartlow saga. And a lot of people were, were, were demanding that, uh, or just not demanding, but like excited for the uh, her insane like tablet piece about, you know, how... Her menchies are like I the mean, Holocaust. And they, they I, I, wanna, have th I have a theory about this. Well, I mean, like they 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 they, they want us to do it, and like it's, you know, it's like we, we, it's just like there's we we had, that's what they, they had they, fun they with would, it for a day. But like my thing is like you can say about it's it. bait. It's absolutely they, they want you to, they talk, want about you to that. talk about it so that you're not talking about like Biden selling them another billion dollars in fucking weapons. They're not talking about Biden's complicity in all this. You're not talking about like the ongoing fucking war crimes that they're doing like every right. fucking they day would, there. They would rather you talk about, I mean, everyone's guilty of this because it's like, I everyone, mean, look, every, it's, every, it's every, fun. Like I'm not it, telling it anyone is, what it, to post. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to like tell people what to post. And it's like, you know, everyone has their guys. Some people have Eve, Bar Eve Bartlow. I have arson. <laughs> the guy who makes <laughs> the, the pie guy, the, the, the Mikey miles of Israel. <laughs> uh, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I think a good rule is like for every time you make a post, like making fun of one of those guys, you should like, you know, make people see something that a Palestinian say. Well, I mean, like, yeah, they like uh, that's the, they will debase themselves to whatever. Exactly. Extent, exactly. Because they would rather you talk about what an asshole they are. And whether it's than you to talk, you talk to any Palestinian. And it's like whether it's like that, that shithead who wrote a uh, name dropped us in the spectator or whatever in the most tortured analogy Absolutely ever. Baffling. Uh, Seth We're, Rogen is the comedy as Chapo Trap House is the Henry Kissinger. It's what just, the fuck? What? Like, yeah, you, what? You, didn't, you didn't hear that? What? You didn't hear that? No. Oh, it was a guy defending Eve Bartlow in The Spectator, which is, like, by the way, one of the most openly anti-Semitic publications. Like, maybe outside of Der tacky Stormer. Tacky writes for yeah, them, for Christ's sake. Yeah. On their masthead wait, for wait, years. Wait, what was his analogy? His, he said, he said, Seth Rogen is the comedy as Chapo Trap House is the Henry Kissinger. He's had sex with the, with the <laughs> concept of comedy. How does this? It is so bad. So it, it's, it's, it says a guy is to politics, and then shouldn't it be west to comedy? Or no, it's comedy. It's like Seth Rogen is to comedy as Chapo Trap House is to politics. Yes, that would make sense. Why would yeah. he not do that? 
But like, what? How do we so relate to Henry Kissinger? Politics, he said Henry Kissinger. This is a like, guy. This is how debased Zionists. Yeah. This is how debased Zionists are. Do you know how fu- how much you have to fucking suck to just like be completely Jewish? Everyone you know is Jewish. Your entire family. And you suck at making movies. You suck at writing articles. <laughs> you fucking suck at making TV shows. You you like you probably couldn't even put together a boy band. Someone puts a fucking gun to your head. Find find five photogenic seventeen uh, year olds from Florida. Make a boy band. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do All it. you could do is like debase yourself so people won't talk well, about the thing. I mean, feel like like exactly like your point you made about debasing oneself or like the way these people debase themselves is, is exactly the same thought I have, and it's very true. It's like. Whether it whether it's Eve Bartlow or Batya Bungar Sargon or like or any of these fucking clowns that just step out there to like just write like the shittiest article imaginable that is just yeah. like so humiliating to them that they were like they, they have no compunction about literally saying that like sending an emoji to me is like the Holocaust right and like the thing is they're aware of that because like this is their role like they're willing to step it is part of a larger project in which these people are willing to sacrifice themselves to step into the breach of absolute ridicule and debasement to do the to form a very important function which is to not talk about fucking like 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 what's actually going on or the the, the actual like they're talking about social media pogroms to distract you from the actual pogroms right. that are going on or the actual fucking like ethnic cleansing and mass murder that's taking place by the the state that they fucking basically all you know admire and seek to defend here's the little rule of thumb i'm going to give you when an israeli does a bad piece of media it's not on purpose. They're trying their best. That's like literally the best they can do. <laughs> yeah. When like an American, like an American Zionist who like actually would never move to Israel because they're so bad at making shows and stuff, uh, is, is writing the worst article you've ever read. It's on purpose. It's a thousand percent on purpose. And like these people are, they're, they're, they're courting the exact reaction and they couldn't have been, they couldn't have been happier with it. Like, yeah, that, like that, that's not to say you shouldn't make fun of them. Or like I'm not trying to tell anyone like oh like don't don't have fun or don't don't fucking wind up these idiots. I'm just I saying like prize, though. yeah, like for the fact that like I think well over ten thousand people marched in Washington D.C. this weekend in solidarity with Palestine. This is like they are like that lobby is clearly nervous because it's like not just you know Americans openly supporting Palestine, but Americans openly going like oh wait what the fuck is this like. The fact that there are so many people who haven't made up their mind, which is ridiculous, but like still. That was a block of people that you formerly was like, I'm with Israel 100% of the way because that's all I've seen on TV or read. And that it's up for grabs like this and that they're, it's not a total control of the narrative. That does send a shiver down their spine. Well, here's an issue. I, I saw a poll today that was like an overall like poll of like, like uh, Americans. And it was like, who do you blame for like the violence in, in, in Israel-Palestine? And overall, among Americans, it was split basically 40-60 between people, uh, 40% who blamed Israel and 60% who blamed Hamas. If you look at the, how it, the age splits in this poll, under 40, it's flipped. 60% blame Israel, 40% blame Hamas. And if you're over 40, it's even more drastic. The older you get, the more likely you the are. The more you love Israel. The more you love Israel. And the less like, and the less sympathetic you are, like the the, the less you want to hear about Palestinians or like their right to fucking self defense or you know. Dignity. Hey man, a lot of us have uh, everything uh, pinned on the rapture. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they need to rebuild that third temple. Chop chop. Can uh, I have a tip for everyone? Um, when you want to post about like any of these people all day, there's something my friend Spencer that has been doing that's really funny to me, 
And every time someone has like, you know, a virally bad post, he just replies to them with links to Olivia Rodrigo songs on Spotify. <laughs> it's like, hey, check it out. <laughs> just do that. It's baffling. It doesn't give them the reaction they want. You can go on with your day. Yeah, but like, I mean, th- th- these people are, 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 it doesn't matter how ridiculous or stupid it seems. It's it's working for them, and they're well aware of it. And like, look, I, I do it too. Like, I, I get a good time fucking uh, riling these people up as well. But it, it, it's you just just be aware that like it is it is entirely their goal. It's bait. It's entirely their goal to fucking like say something unbelievably cretinous and offensive, and then when people make fun of them, to fucking cry about it and be like, oh look look, this is, everything I said is true. Look how fucking look how look how anti-Semitic they are to me. Yeah, and uh, you know, just make sure. You know, have as much fun as you want, but make sure that at the end of the day, you're not spending more time reading articles by like people in the forward who you know fucking suck, and you know they're going to say the same thing anytime. You know, you can read like Mohammed El Kurd, anyone, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you can you can read like the some yeah like the actual journalism about what's going on there. Um, so as we're talking about religion, uh, Matt, here's here's a story that I saw yesterday that uh, I think is right up your alley. It was about the release of a an upcoming release of a of a new edition of the Bible. Uh, it's called yes. the God Bless America version of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, like the headline to this story, folks, Oy. the Protestants, they're, they're at, at it again. again. They're God at it again, it. folks. They're so, so this, so this let, version, let them uh, do them. This will be like uh, an expanded version of the Bible, which will include the U.S. Constitution <laughs> and, in a, in, and in the foreword, lyrics from Lee Greenwood's classic, God Bless the USA. This, this is, is blasphemy. <laughs> people, people literally like in the Bible would be killed for this. Yes, yeah. like, people, no, it, like God kills people in the Bible who do shit like this. Yeah, this like, is you, a you, worldly you, institution, <laughs> you fucking heathens. This is like, they are, it's like they heard our... Sacred and profane for Christ's sake. They heard what we said about them not worshiping God, just worshiping America, and they're like, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, that is what I worship. Yeah, that's, Shit. Oh, that's literally what I, I mean, want to do. I love it when they do it. That's the best thing about the Protestants is they, they just do it right for you. You don't have to say anything. It's like, yes, you you worship America. Yeah. It is, a, it, is the dev, it is the devil worship of personal advancement. In the form of America. If we had a and joke, if we had a joke on the show where it's like, "Oh, uh, what are American Protestants doing? Putting the Constitution in the Bible?" We'd be like, "Cut that! That sucks, Dick. Like that's so. That's like Garthina's 2006. <laughs> yeah. Like that's so hacky. Yeah, like yeah. I can't believe we even like almost had that on the episode. That sucks so much. But no, they're like actually do like they like they're so far that way that they're like yeah, a graphic novel about like a hypocrite." evangelical who gets beat up by a cool guy who drinks <laughs> like it's it's they're awesome but like to to that thing about like um the older you are the more you love israel like and obviously like the more christian you are the more you love israel and that's why in american culture like like particularly among evangelical protestants it's why america's like unwavering support for israel the 51st state is so important because it's our it's it's america's only connection to the bible because if you are an evangelical Protestant in America, like the biggest problem that you have is not only is that not only is God not in the Constitution at all, America is not in the Bible at all. That's why the smart ones became Mormon. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. because if Joseph you're Mormon, Smith they figured just wrote this shit out. He a new the New Testament. Genius. Yeah. And, th- and what a shock among American uh, non-Catholic, not Jews, who is doing the best, who's thriving relative to the baseline of like just white people, fucking Mormons. Mormons. Mormons, it's like Protestants are all like dying in mass from yeah. like COVID or like just driving Fentanyl. into a brick wall. And Mormons are like, 
gender frickin' reveals. Yeah, Mormons. <laughs> Mormons went from being like in a like an itinerant group of like, just would get kicked out of places for being too annoying, and yeah. now it's like, oh no, we're the American Knights Templar. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're knights of the security state. We have the most money. We're actually growing. Like yep. it's, we we own an entire. They subordinated state. capitalism to like their social grouping. Yeah, because they recognize the need to do that. They, and they were like, they solved all the problems. They didn't try to wedge a square, uh, a peg into a square yeah. or into a circular hole. But they were like, no, no, we have to make a new thing where we're God, where we become God after we die. Yeah, like it's no, and like, that's why like the the smart hustlers became Mormons. The the fucking the the, the dumbasses, the la- the lazy players, they be, they stayed. Now nah, we're gonna stick with uh, this desert religion. And and just try to like graft it on, and then it ended up being uh, totally d- dissolved into nothing. How do you like? How many? I'm sure this has happened with Mormon guys before, but there aren't a lot of like Mormon Jim Bakers, like guys who are going to go on TV and cry all the time. No, about how they sing. I, mean, I mean, maybe if you're in like Utah or Nevada or like there's, in the Southwest, there's got to like, be a few. A lot guys of Mormons, like there's got to be a few like Mormon TV. But shows it's not and... like there won't be like a nationally famous Mormon. Like they won't allow a na- like the only nationally famous Mormon like. Basically, renounce Mormonism. To, he's like Glenn Beck is functionally an evangelical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like you converted yeah. in the first place. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't know he fully converted. No, no, he was a convert, yeah, an no, adult convert to Mormonism. To, yeah, so it was always lightly held. Yeah, no, he's not a true Templar. No, he doesn't hold the Templar blood, mm-hmm. and like he, uh, Mitt Romney would never allow himself to like. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, God no. He has some pride, yeah. and that's the Mormons have pride. Yes, and of course, p- plenty of people who who live in Mormon country or or uh, know of it are probably going, no, they're sucks. They're doing poorly too. Like Utah is in a lot of lower indices for for, and it's yeah, they're doing bad because everything is dissolving. But they are they held out longer than the rest of us. Yeah, and like if this thing we have now cracks and reforms and. Ember turns to ash, and then Ember again, and the flame rises again. <laughs> it will be the Mormon Kingdom of America. Yeah, like it's like what's the only group that I think is organized enough? Yeah, like uh, the American why, Zetas would be Mormons. Yes, yeah, that's uh, like, absolutely uh, correct. That's why uh, my my, fa- my my ongoing favorite uh, science fiction program, The Expanse. Uh, like four hundred years in the future, it is very clear like the only like major religious group that is still around or features in like the culture as it portrayed on the show are Mormons. And they're building a giant space arc to go fucking. They absorb all the other They're probably doing that now. <laughs> yeah. They're probably fucking do like they probably like Mormons have probably like rented a big lots that they own a franchise to to the covenant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just uh those are here in uh LA, that is why uh, the the greatest American singer songwriter Warren Zevon is the product of the two most powerful and esoteric bloodlines in America, and one of the rarest combinations of all time: half Mormon, half Jewish. Wow! Message, that's that's, message, that's, message, that's, message, that's, message, message to all listeners. Two message to all listeners. If your name, if your name, if your name is like Mary Beth Johnston, and you like have never tasted soda. Uh, Contact me. We can create a new kingly bloodline. Contact me. Contact me. Contact me. <laughs> oh God! Uh, no, that's two chosen people. Yeah, those, no. those are the two most chosen people. The, 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 and the one Mormon group who loves soda and one group who hates it. <laughs> the Mormons self-consciously uh, grafted their social movement onto their ideas about early uh, Judaism. They called yeah. non-Jew, non-Mormons Gentiles. Yeah. No. 
they're like they're weebs for Judaism. Yep. <laughs> but they made like the, but they like Joseph Smith clearly talked to some Jewish Jewish guy at some point and was like, "So do you guys have heaven?" And he was like, "Hey, you you become the part of God." <laughs> and Joseph Smith and was, was like, like, "Not oh, good no, enough." No, no, yeah, yeah, forget being part of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would just be God. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds cool. It's like playing a giant PlayStation for eternity. Yeah. Because they really did solve the eternal question of, of monotheistic afterlife. How are you going to not get bored of everything? How are you going to maintain? None, nothing can work in an infinite space like that. You become eternal. Your eternity. And you're watching everything happen in front of you. Yeah. They're like, man, they should just like, instead of Marvel movies, they should just make action movies that are the Mormon Bible. Yep. The New New Testament. Yeah. They did a great job. Don't tell me about the bad stuff they did. <laughs> I know. All right, well. Someone's going to DM me. It's like 30 screenshots of the Mormonism Wikipedia. I'm not reading it. Go to hell. <laughs> All right, so I guess like... Uh, we are going back to New York tomorrow. The uh, last thing I want to talk about today is a, a story out of New York this week in the New York mayor's race, which I've been, I like, I, I like astonishingly, like, I have followed it like almost not at all. Like, I have no idea who's running for mayor. Like, all right, all right. You got, like, you got Scott Stringer. <laughs> you got the woman who apologized. Well, I want to talk about the woman who apologized. Eric, you got Eric Adams. You got Andrew Yang. It's gonna the be, guy Drew Dilbert. He's gonna be mayor of New York. <laughs> it's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be either Scott Stringer or Eric Adams, and like they're 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 both a mixed bag. But like you know what? Like it kind of New York City mayor what is just like it's, it's just, just a job where you just absorb everyone. Absorb everyone's like the, the psychic you're the painting, anger. You're the painting of Vigo the Carpathian yeah. in Ghostbusters. You, yeah, too. exactly. You absorb. You're like you are the slime in Ghostbusters yeah. too. That is what being New York City mayor is like. But. You know, I mean, we've made fun of Bill the Bungler all the time, but he's he, the best, so best mayor in America. He defeated COVID. He defeated he, the Trump virus. He, he defeated, defeated the, the Trump he, virus. He defeated the Trump virus and Equinox. You don't have to wear a mask in Equinox yeah, He's the best mayor in the world. He's you know, that the, photo, the photo of him wearing a dress shirt over the fucking yeah. Nets jersey. He has <laughs> swag. Eric Garcetti, if Eric Garcetti goes everywhere, like people are like, fuck you, you fucking suck. And when Bill the Bungler... He that only happens to him fifty percent of places, <laughs> and like, okay, like no, Bill De Bungler is the man, and I don't know, like I guess I should care about this race. I like, I, I, I like, I like really don't want Eric Adams. I might be forced to vote in this, but <laughs> I really uh, don't want Andrew Yang. I mean, yeah, I don't that, want that, him that's the, either. That's the main one that I'm really but, against. I mean, everyone kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, they they all they're mo- all pretty I mean, shitty. But like, none of them are like wildly more terrible than the others. But like, none of them are wildly better than the I others. I think I I, I want I kind of want Morales to be mayor because it would be so funny. Like, well, it's like a former charter school person who's like at age like sixty is like. Um, the accountability process well, is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Well, that's not what I thought about. Morales was sort of like the consensus, like sort of like like left-wing progressive choice for mayor because she, because she, <laughs> because she, because she, because she, <laughs> she said, she said all the things or whatever, but like her campaign like imploded this past week where like her campaign manager quit and then she like, like the campaign released like one of the most baffling statements it's I've so ever, good. like you could just, I, you could your eyes could start bleeding staring at it trying to figure out what the fuck she's actually talking about and but it's, like it's it, was this, it was this lengthy statement it was apologizing for like the conduct of a campaign staffer who did some unspecified thing and now they're like 
uh, they're working to hold space for for other bodies. Yeah, no, it's like one of those apologies. It's so vague where it's like, okay, did he like make an off color joke or did he like run, hit a girl with a car? And kill <laughs> yeah, her? it's like yeah. my favorite type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like I don't know what it would. And, and, and you know, like I, I like I, I tried to parse this and I asked. I was like, does anyone know what this is actually referring to? And someone said it was because it was like a, a staffer was like was racist or an asshole to like other people on the staff. And I was like, okay. I was like, but what though? Like, how is he an asshole? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah, and like, yeah. I'm not saying this like to, to question. Uh, I, I just want the goss. You yeah. Know? Like, I want to know the dirt. And I think like also if you apologize or like do accountability for shit like this, I don't think you should get points unless you make it very clear exactly what the fuck happened. It's true. Yeah. yeah what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 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 this is just like allowing you to just be like, it could have been, uh, yeah, like an off color joke or it could have been a murder. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, this has been what's insane to me about the mayor's race and like I guess how it's been co- or how they're all covered. All the big municipal races in America, like the big three, I guess, or the big four, San Francisco, L.A., New York, Chicago. It's like you think about this, particularly in L.A., where everywhere you go, there are just these like fuck just open human misery everywhere. There are so many people just fucking living outside under tarps. And it's like. There's been all this, like, there's been all this, like, media coverage of people who are like, oh, I'm leaving New York or I'm leaving L.A. I'm going to, like, Texas. To and, Austin or and, whatever, and, yeah. and what that always is, like, if you really break it down, one of it's taxes, I guess. But the other thing is you, like, don't want to see homeless pay- people and you want to go to a place where they, like, to kill them quicker. Yeah. Because that's all, these municipal elections in all these places, the main thing the job is, and for the people that are, like, fanatical in, about voting in them, it's basically like, which way are we going to kill all the homeless yeah, people? Yeah, And it's it's so fucking insane to me because, like, even if you were going to take a cynical track with it, like, what's the best way to keep capital here and, like, to, in the long run, save the most money and generate the most revenue? It would be to take, like, a billion dollars of the state funds a year and be like, okay, here's an apartment. Like, if you've been yeah. driven fucking insane by just living against the elements for three decades, like, here you go. Like, we don't want you to... To, like fucking die outside we don't want this to be like a societal problem if you're just doing that from a cynical angle like fine but it's like all like the only coverage i've seen is like you know did, did yang have a moment on the view and it's like the, how is this not like the <laughs> biggest issue what? just like the the thousands of people just like sleeping in the fucking rain because they have nothing they can do about it because the Although the answer, the correct answer of uh, pay for them to live humanely is obvious and correct and feasible, uh, you have to put that, that housing somewhere. Yeah. And mu- municipal power derives from fucking real estate, developers and homeowners in some combination. And, and so you work for them if you're the mayor. And so you have no real leeway to do anything other than just move homeless people around and abuse them so much that they take the hint. And uh, and leave town or something. The 1970s yeah, were awesome. The <laughs> 1970s were awesome for the American mayoral system. Oh yeah, yeah. no, they, they it was the, yeah the entire. I mean, everyone who was a mayor at that time was broken on the wheel, and everybody who's come after that knows the yes. score. It you just served the fire industry. It's yes. it's so it's just so insane to me because it's like. No one really, like, just across the board, and this isn't one of the things where it's like, oh, people on the left talk about it. No, it's like no one really wants to talk no. about it. It's yeah. like no one wants to think about it or see it. And it's like the, all these, like, people who maybe in their personal lives to their families are good or, you know, they consider themselves, like, outwardly progressive people will, like, if this was a direct vote, like, 
we're going to kill all these people in a way you don't have to see. Oh, they it's would like absolutely a, take that down. Yes, they vote yes. Like, it's, yep. Or if, it's like, maybe if you, if you didn't put it in that those terms, like the word kill. Yeah. You just, like, it was just, you pressed a button and you're like, you, we don't have to see them anymore. They're yeah. not a problem. They're not supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not really even they're supposed not, to be They're not there. supposed so to be here. It's not a here. crime what happened. Yeah. I just, it's so insane to me that, like, no one really portrays this as, like, a national crisis, which it is. It's just... And I think the longer it goes on, the less likely anything will be done about it because every day that goes by that you live in some place like San Francisco or New York, for that matter, and you just walk by encampments of people who have been driven insane by the world and forced literally onto fucking sidewalks with indentations on their heads from sleeping against jagged edges. You you just deaden that part in you that feels anything about it just a little bit more. Until it's like you just you got blinders on, walk right by it. Those people serve notice. a vital social function the way they are that would be lost if they were treated humanely, and that is their fucking warning to everybody else. Yep. Yeah. If yeah, you if you yeah. have if you have one of the invisible jobs, if you're a guy who lives in a fucking shitty apartment and your job is to wipe down the aisles at CVS or like drive Uber or something like that, that's telling you like, hey, don't fuck up. Yep. Yep. Don't yep. ask for yep. too much. People we, say, we're giving oh, you this, you can be that. Have uh, coercion. This is the coercion. It is it is creating these people to live in these lives that it doesn't have to be, and that is the fucking gun at the base of the neck and that this gets is, everybody and this is, on the treadmill. And this is the this is on the exact same spectrum of like the conversations about like oh like like how how tight like you know how generous should unemployment benefits really yeah. be yeah or like you know we don't want a labor market that's too competitive and tight for like you know employers or whatever. It's this whole thing about like oh like or should we really incentivize people not working? It's just because like no they need that lash yep. they need yeah. the lash in their hand and like if you are someone on unemployment they're like they want to force you right back into taking that job for fucking twelve dollars an hour or yeah. less and and if you're like and again if you're making more like who the fuck would choose a job over that? I mean like, like, what, like and then it, and if and then the, like a homeless crisis like a problem like again you're exactly right Matt like you just point to those people and just be like hey you like that. Because if you don't fucking show up for work, like that's going to be you, and there's yep. going to be, and no one's going to help you. No one's going to help. You're you. invisible. You're going to be everyone. invisible. You're going to be like literal garbage that like have no rights, no recourse, and no one even notices your pain. The most, the the most you can ever become like the story is when a bunch of rich people hate seeing you so much that they go somewhere else. I mean, like right here in L.A., like they just. Uh, like Echo Park, they just like had this huge oh, clear out yeah. of Echo Park, which had a, like a homeless encampment in it. And now, like they're just reopening Echo Park, but there's a fence around the entire park like, and checkpoints to get back in. Which is like, if you live in that neighborhood, isn't that a fucking eyesore? You can't even go to a public park without being asked, like, "Hey, are you here for uh, business or play?" It looks like the yard at a minimum security prison now. And apparently, like one of the, again, this is like like such like like liberal brain like fucking hostility. Like one of the ways they're dealing with like the areas that were previously like you know had tents or camped out. They're going to be like what what they're doing now is that they're creating these like um, ecologically sustainable like cactus gardens because they're like you know this is this is this is this is this is sustainable. This in is, a this city is where California. you have to get everywhere by car. <laughs> Suck my fucking dick. So you, have to, literally, you have to take a car. Any there are no sidewalks here. Suck my fucking dick. Your cactus garden. <laughs> so they're creating like all like actual space that would be available for someone a, a human being to sit or like lie on. They're going to cover with fucking cactus spines, but they're like, oh, that's sustainable. It doesn't doesn't waste water. In like like you burn through like a stegosaurus worth of fossil fuels to like go to Seven Eleven here. A fucking at, cactus garden. Oh, my God. God, this is satanic. You look at it and you just think, what is the long-term game plan here? Because you're just moving people around. For huge amounts of money, they're spending over $2,600 a month per tent 
to keep people in a big uh, parking lot next to the freeway in in a fucking tent, more than the fucking uh, a fucking two bedroom apartment in this city. They could they could just pay people to stay there. They're spending that money uh, instead. Just moving, yeah, moving everyone around. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sending so, them on buses to so, go to like so that it yeah. makes you think. Well, okay, we're, there's no wrong term plan here. You're just cooking the can down on the road, and it's like, isn't that going to eventually blow up in your face? Isn't there going to be too many people to deal with? And the, the direction we're going is the creation of areas that are denied to homeless people, but the unhoused technologically, like like little little cantons, mm-hmm. little like central market and like suburban areas that are just denied by by the geography, by the architecture, uh, by by the dr- drone army, whatever it is, and then there'll be everywhere else, and then you guys can figure that out your own. Even in the UK. Even in the UK, a place that has no value of human life, yes. a place where the people love being hellhole. spit on, they, the government will be like, here, we're buying your apartment building that no one lives in so we can like put homeless people here. And like, I'm not saying they don't have a homeless problem, but it's like they're doing something we don't really do here. I mean, the only example I've really heard of someone doing that on any type of scale was actually in Utah. Yeah, as would you imagine. There's there's plans on the books. L.A. has this thing like Room Key, Project Room Key that they that they have funding for and they're going to get more funding for, which is just uh, buying out uh, unused hotel rooms and turning them into sort of like SROs. SROs. Yeah, why not? Why, why not spend, SROs that are run by the state? City. Why not spend as much money as possible and house the least amount of people? Yeah. Hotel rooms. How many fucking empty buildings are there? Well, that's the thing is that they're they're not renting out the hotels. They're turning the hotels into like dormitories, basically. And so far, they've used barely any of the money. But the hope is that if they get there's changes on the city council and stuff, that they can get like really open the floodgates. So there are okay, like, models good. to cha- to do something different. It's just a question of whether they can actually get uh, the things together to make it happen. Um, but uh, sorry, just uh, we got very far afield. Like uh, back to Morales in New York City. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Back, back, yeah. Right, right back to the, the real. Country. Back to the real shit. Back, back to <laughs> back to a real fucking city. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, there's a couple threads here that I think are interesting. It's like, one is um, it should be, like, an object lesson in um, how fucking useless uh, that bodies and spaces language is. If it can, if anyone can say it, and it can be used so deftly to just basically, like, blinker all... What? I, like, I, I all don't... Counting of, like, what actually happened or what was said or done. I don't think it's totally useless because it's, like... Well, if you look at Morales on paper, it's, like... Well, yeah, well, well, that's why... That's the use of it, is right. that, like, how did this person... Like again, like I, I know, like I didn't, I didn't know shit about her, but like it's just, oh, she gets out there and she says all the right things, but like she was in Bloomberg's fucking administration. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She like she can't contract business with the city because she bribed a water inspector back in like the Bloomberg administration. She was in this like uh, a fucking nonprofit that was just like just evicted people. It yeah, was a nonprofit yeah. for evicting people and I don't know funding charter schools or something. And then all of a sudden she's talking about fucking uh yeah like. We are we are we are doing the work of holding the space. Well, for yeah, that's that's the people. thing. That language will never work in getting the amount of people you need to win the election, but it will peel enough people off, and that's the point of it. Yeah, and I mean, I guess like it, it worked enough to convince enough people to just be like, "Oh, she's the progressive choice yeah. for New York City," and it put those voters out of commission. <laughs> yeah, you're just throwing that shit away. And then and then now like, to find out like oh like oh and then like her, her all her staff quits because they wanted to like. They wanted to form a union and like the fucking like the, 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 the most June important second is the fucking primary. Like most what? most important union types are, I would say, campaign workers. That's the most important. And you know, like I mean, obviously, unionize. like I'm in favor of like you know all workplaces being being unionized. Like the more the better, in my opinion. But like 
it's just it's simply like these like these campaign jobs is like i mean isn't it isn't this just like a stepping stone for most of these people to get fucking jobs in politics yeah in I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna come out here and say i like don't give a shit about people who work on campaigns i gotta I say this don't. though i'm sorry man i don't, I don't when it comes to morales i don't really think that like that really was some sort of left leftist you know insurgency candidate campaign powered by real it seems like it was very focus grouped focus yeah. tested yeah so whatever's going to happen there you'd expect it of course they're trying to secure the bag why wouldn't they but i do think that like in a in a world where there are attempts to genuinely challenge the system through electoral politics like people do take the plunge to try to do local and state uh races when they do that, they have to understand that they're subordinating their interest to some degree to something bigger than them, right? Yeah. Like that they're actually trying to get something accomplished more than just get a job, more than just, you know, punch a clock. Like there's something that they're trying yeah. to accomplish there. And I hope that like this isn't just a sign that everybody is so kind of fixated on, you know, these models like unions, they're good. We need one for the workplace that they completely forget, you know, that sometimes there's something bigger to fight for. Uh, but I don't think that was even, you know, the case here because it seemed like a very cynical campaign from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, and like, yeah, like I, I think they just saw like that that lane was open, and then they hired a bunch of people that taught her how to like talk about, you know, yeah. like like use the language that like you know people respond to and that like who like you know that bodies in spaces talk. Yeah, it's like look, we she, we, she know the, we know the we know the fucking yeah. administration. Yeah, and the put, thing that is, guy put a lot of bodies in a lot of crawl spaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And like but de Blasio came got elected from the left wing of that campaign. So yeah. there's a thought, hey, you know, there's But he didn't there, do that for the most part. Like he did, he didn't he didn't No, yeah, talk he, like just, that he, grad just, he just he just got he just got out it was there. Because it was, was like, earlier though. That hadn't yeah. developed yet. He, like, he, he right, would have right. that was a while ago. He would have if it was around yet, but it was still bubbling and crockpotting on Tumblr and, and, and in the academy. Uh by, by but yeah, if, if the bungalow was coming out now, he would be coming out hard. He'd be playing the ones and twos, the bodies no, in space. No, no. Bungalow is an auteur. Like, he, he would have... <laughs> there's something I love about him where it's like, he's like if Tommy Wiseau, like, won the Oscar. <laughs> like, it's like, the fact that he became mayor is fucking amazing. And it's like, I, like, every time I see, like, a journalist bitch about him, it's like, I'm like, okay, is this about real estate development? Like, something important? It's like, no, I can't park my mom's car in front of a union pool. Like some like <laughs> super specific New York bullshit, and it's like, you know what? I've decided I like this guy sheerly because of how uncharismatic he is. It's it is impressive. astounding. A guy that he's, tall. He's he sucks <laughs> just like any Democrat who runs the city would suck, probably for pretty much the same reasons. But like as a guy, amazing. He's a, he's the debunglero, and we love I love debunglero, <laughs> and he beat the Trump virus. And he beat. Yeah, you can't take that virus. away. You can't take that away. Best mayor in America. New York number one, <laughs> lifelong New Yorker since 2015. I mean, and he certainly, it's like if you put him in contrast to Governor Andrew Cuomo, it's not a contest. Yeah, Cuomo, oh, God, yeah. yeah. Bill de Bunglero would never, like, hug a woman and then, like, like bite her ear a little bit and be like, <laughs> do, you, do, are, do, do you know my friend Janet? <laughs> you look like if she was taller. <laughs> Can I try to pick you up? I'm going to pick you up. <laughs> I guess like just like the last thing with the New York City mayor's race. This was like a couple of weeks ago, but I thought it was so funny. This was back in like Andrew Yang with 
hadn't fucking t- <laughs> taken a nosedive. Oh, God. Polls, which happened, by the way, right after he said he stands with Israel. Yeah. Which I guess, I don't know if one thing is related to the other, but in New York City for that to happen, that's not, that's not nothing. It is interesting. I mean, I kind of do think that... I think it was mostly just accumulated people- gaffes and ophery kind of <laughs> took the bloom off the rose. David Roth just- was right when it's like he should have like never talked about issues. Oh, absolutely. No, he blew it. He yeah. was winning on name recognition, and it was all a question of whether the snowball was going to melt under the heat before the election day. And he needed to keep it moving with goofy stunts and, and, and cringe, not fucking talking about the issues and be like, what if uh, we made it put a, a dogfighting casino on Randall's <laughs> Island? Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. only takes Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. he, like, if he was just like, I'm going to bring back Mango Jewel. Like this, yeah. we wouldn't even be having this conversation. No, he would be mayor now. Yeah, they would have just said we're not even having an election. Yeah, and the bungalow would be like, "Hey, that's against the." Oh, all right. <laughs> I know. I was like, I would be, I would be the one guy who's like, I'm like his onion. I'm like the bungalow's onion knight. But, but I mean, he's I, Stannis, and, <laughs> and I'm his onion knight. I, I, will, I will defend. I will defend Andrew Yang, like only in so much as I think a lot of the ways people have been trying to catch him out, just being like. He's not a real New Yorker. Is like the shit that I can't stand. Like more, than, I, I hate like all of this debate about like a real New Yorker would never eat pizza that way. It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck so up! Because like there's one example where they're like, "What's your favorite subway station, Andrew?" And he was like, "Ah, oh, probably Times Square. It's where it's my snob. It's where I live." And it's like, oh, it's weird that he lives in Times Square. Yeah, like, that's that a hell is, of a move. That's but, fucking bizarre. That's, that seems like a fucking nightmare to me. Name a better way to be within walking distance to the M and M store. Like it's like <laughs> I have the gym. He is the M&M store. It would be funny if he's just like like clockwork, six o'clock every night, walks to the M&M store. He probably does. He probably fucking does that. Yeah, but who has a favorite subway well, station? Well, that's the, that's the point. Like, the, the, re- no the actual real New Yorker answer to what is your favorite subway station is none of them. The one that they're I all suck. They all, they're they're all, just they all, yeah. they all, they're all wet all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're dank. They're, they're always like, the wrong like temperature. Moscow, dank. They're it's not like Moscow or even like DC. Yeah, they're where disgusting. Like a, where there's one of them happens to have a beautiful vaulted ceiling and like a gorgeous marble fucking like, you know, tiling or I don't know, like architecture, chandeliers or whatever. It's like, no. They're all a dank, urine-soaked hellhole. Yeah. They're all miserable. Andrew, yeah. Andrew Yang, who's your favorite awk? <laughs> Where does <laughs> your awk like, work? And there's one other thing I want to defend Andrew Yang on, even though I hope more than anything he is not mayor of New York City. It was like, it was the New York Times, and they give like these stupid quizzes to all the candidates. And like that was when like Sean Donovan, Obama's fucking former secretary of housing and urban development, when asked what the average home price in Brooklyn is, said a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> fucking HUD secretary. I miss you, a bungler. Secretary. Just too good. Oh man. So like, but like when Andrew Yang did it, it was clear that he was just looking up answers on his phone. <laughs> and these fucking snitches and tattletales, like the other candidates and journalists were like, should we let Andrew get away with that? It's just like of course, you know, the other candidates are fucking morons for getting yeah. caught up like that and answering a hundred grand yep. instead of just looking on their yeah. phone for half a If second. you fail the take-home test, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just leave school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, leave. Well, New York City will still be awaiting us tomorrow when we return. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'll be coming, too. I'll be, I'll be diving back into its luscious... Expanse. We'll be doing our, our first uh, live event, uh, or streaming event, rather, but... Uh, Frequency Fest tickets still live available. streaming event. live streaming call. event. It's a fucking killer lineup. We've got a, a a very interesting sort of L.A. or sort of Hollywood based concept for you guys. Yeah, yeah. me and Andrew have also written a truly repulsive thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, they've they've really uh, oof, they've got some Necronomicon style it's, stuff. 
disgusting. It's it's from the dark reaches. <laughs> this is the darkness of humanity. Yeah, where we're, you're we're, getting... we're, if anyone who tunes in to Frequency Fest is getting fully hollowed. Yeah, no, they're, 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 you're going to be fully, fully hollowed. You will become a pale shade of Londor. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been it's been so awesome being here in California, but we, we love it. We'll, we'll we'll be back on the East Coast soon, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Cheers, cheers to you guys. It's been so much fun hanging out here with you guys. Absolutely. It's yeah. To be back together as a, a triumvirate. Well, we'll be COVID's back. Over, we'll, baby. we'll be doing shell diplomacy from now on. Indeed, yeah. yes. Like, it's, no, I like, as I've said a million times this week, I can't live here because I would kill somebody with a car. Everyone knows it. Uh, I would do it either by accident or more justifiably on purpose because <laughs> I got frustrated. Uh, <laughs> someone was watching me parallel park and I murdered them <laughs> with my car. But um, no, we'll be back and forth. I like visiting here; it's fun. It's been it's been fantastic. I've had so much fun this uh, past week. We have too many friends out here but, to like, yeah, not no, come and, here multiple and, times. And most a year. fun of all is just uh, just being in the same room with you guys again. It's been it, awesome. It Absolutely. is beautiful. We're it's like 2016 again, but we were we're we have all the experience. Where we went from being uh, Gurnier to Spears. Yep, we're grizzled veterans now. It's yeah. like it's like 2016, but now we've we've all finally dropped that V card up top. <laughs> All right. Yeah. College. So glad we all fucked each other in 2019. <laughs> that was it's really coming out. under yeah. in the wire. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Big gorilla at the LA Zoo. Snatch the glasses right off my face. Took the keys to my BMW.